nice hum as I approach. <laughs> All right, we got that figured out. Perfect. Well, good morning, everyone. Nice to see each of you. Good group out this morning. Uh, we'll take your Bibles and please uh, turn in them to Daniel, Daniel chapter number 11. Daniel chapter number 11 is uh, where we're going to be studying out of here this morning. We are getting very close to the end of our study here in the book of Daniel. been going through this and covering um, chapter by chapter many of the things. we've uh, Lately, we've gotten into uh, quite a bit of prophecy, prophecy uh, to Daniel, things that had yet to occur, things that were uh, in the future for him, and much of that uh, prophecy has been fulfilled. And so we're going to be in Daniel chapter number 11 here uh, this morning. Now, these, these final three chapters in the book of Daniel, I mentioned this Last week, as we were looking at chapter number 10, uh, these final three chapters, chapter number 10, 11, and 12, really uh, should be looked at and studied at uh, together because they're dealing with really one prophetic vision that, uh, that the Lord gave Daniel. And so last week we had looked at Daniel uh, chapter number 10, and that was really the introduction or the prelude to the uh, to this final vision that he had, and there were a total of four visions that Daniel had, um, that God had given him. And you may recall, uh, looking at Daniel chapter number seven, there it was in the third year of uh, the reign of, of Cyrus, king of Persia. And we had talked about last week how the Bible says Daniel was in mourning and uh, some of the possible reasons for that. Uh, many, uh, there were some Jews that had returned to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple and later on rebuild the city. Um, but we, um, we also saw there was a manifestation of Jesus Christ, or what the term is called a, a theophany, and uh, where God had revealed himself. But then also we looked at, and we ended last week, by looking at the spiritual conflict that uh, can occur when Certainly when we pray, we saw that uh, in chapter number 10, Daniel was praying uh, to God, and there was uh, an angel had been sent down from heaven to answer that prayer, but was stopped because of a spiritual warfare. And we have to realize that although we are living in a physical world, there is very much a very real spiritual world, and uh, there are angels, and uh there are those, uh, there are also demons, and, and uh, Satan has his band of angels. And so um, why don't we, uh, Steve, if you have an opportunity to put the uh, PowerPoint up, uh, we'll get going there. Daniel chapter number 11. Now, the uh, uh, as I mentioned, uh, this fourth and final vision uh, should be looked at all together in these three chapters. We've of course, we've already studied chapter number 10, and if you were here last week, uh, we, were, we covered it then. Today, today we're going to uh, look at chapter number 11, and there are a lot of details that are given in chapter number 11, and then really looking forward to next week as we begin chapter number 12, the final chapter uh, in the book of Daniel. But uh, here this morning, um, we're going to look at Daniel chapter number 11. Now, I would say... Um, this chapter has been attacked by the critics of God's word. Now, why would I say that? Well, 
Many say Daniel could not have written this book or this chapter. There's no way that Daniel, uh, living there in Persia, could write this chapter. And the reason why they say that is it gives too much detailed uh, what is now history for a person to, to know. Da these events had not occurred yet. Many would not occur for hundreds of years, yet Daniel is writing them down here in chapter number 11. And it, uh, there are many critics to this because really what is given to us in Daniel chapter number 11 is a pre-written uh, history of the Persian and Grecian empires. And we've talked quite a bit about them. Uh, and uh, we're not going to cover, and, and I wanted to just put up there, much of the chapter deals with, for Daniel, it was prophecy. It hadn't occurred yet. But we have the benefit of looking back, and we can see that what is written here by Daniel as prophecy, much of this chapter has been fulfilled. And much of it we have already studied and, and touched on uh, from earlier chapters as it relates to the Persian, the Medo-Persian Empire, also the Grecian Empire. But it's given again here, and, and these were things that, um, Daniel, that had not occurred. And, um, and really what it does is it takes the reader of this chapter from uh, uh, all the way to the very end. And we're going to touch on the very end of chapter number 11 here this morning uh, with the end times. And so one of the things to understand about chapter number 11 is it, it really there's two parts to it. There is the fulfilled prophecy and then there is the future yet to occur prophecy. We're going to get into the details of the future part of this chapter, but I wanted to at least mention the fulfilled uh, prophecy. And the first uh, part of this chapter deals uh, its prophecy that is written. Again, from Daniel's perspective, this was future. From our perspective today, this is history. And uh, in Daniel chapter number 11, at the very beginning of the chapter, first couple verses are, are prophecies concerning uh, Persia. And it lists out the kings there uh, that occurred after or talks about the kings that would, uh, we're, we are familiar with the name Darius. Uh, Darius took over there in Persia. And then Cyrus, Cyrus was one that, uh, at this time, as Daniel's writing this, Cyrus is king. And uh, so it talks about that, but also uh, talks about some of the kings that were going to uh, come after Darius and Cyrus. There are then, um, move on, moves on into some prophecy. Once again, it's been fulfilled concerning uh, Greece, the Grecian Empire. And in verse number three, um, talks about a mighty king shall stand up. Well, we know who that mighty king was. That was Alexander the Great. And we also already studied from previous chapters how Alexander the Great uh, conquered much, but then uh, his kingdom, he died at a very young age, uh, but his kingdom was divided into four parts. And chapter number 11 talks about this. These are amazing things. God giving um, 
the the angel revealing to Daniel future empires that were going to in 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 such detail and we have the benefit of looking back and seeing that uh, how God's word and prophecy came uh, was fulfilled. Then much of the chapter, verses 5, uh, all the way down to verse number 20, deal with prophecy concerning some wars uh, between the, Ptolemy, uh, uh, the um, Ptolematic uh, dynasty, which is the kings of the south, uh, the Egypt. Uh, the Ptolemies, and also the kings of the north, uh, the, which was the Seleucid dynasty. These are all things in history that we can go and study and read about, and then you go to God's word and you see, boy, God's word reveals this to Daniel. Fulfilled prophecy. And then um, in verses 21 down through verse uh, 35, we're not going to read this because I don't want to focus on uh, this fulfilled prophecy, but I do want to point out that much of the prophecy in God's word has been fulfilled to a T. Every I has been dotted, every T has been crossed, and that is why the book of Daniel is attacked. It's uh, there are critics to it because they say no, there is no way someone like Daniel could write this and write you know history out in such detail. And in chapter number eight, you may remember that we um, there was prophecy in chapter number eight, as well here in chapter number eleven concerning Antiphus Epiphanes and or Antiphus Epiphanes. And in chapter number eight, one of the things we brought out was how this uh, this king was a he wasn't the Antichrist, but he was a type or a picture of the coming antichrist and some of the things you may recall from our study in chapter number eight was just how he quickly rose to power well verses 21 through 24 really in chapter number 11 talk about how this king would come onto the scene how he would rise to power how uh, he he attacks egypt there in the south we also talked about how this particular man had uh, hatred and indignation towards the Jews. And you may recall he killed the high priest. He sacrificed a, a pig there on the altar, defiling the temple. These are all touched on here in, again in chapter number 11. Prophecy to Daniel, history now to you and I. But then in verse number 35, as it's talking about this coming um king uh antiphus epiphanes and uh it talks about the the in verse 35 i want to pick up here where there is a break or uh, this is all fulfilled prophecy but this morning what i would like us to look at is the last prophecy talked about in chapter number 11 because it is still prophecy it hasn't occurred yet, and so I want us to spend a little time on that, and it's dealing with the coming Antichrist. And we're going to talk about this also uh, next week as we get into chapter number 12. But the last uh, part of this chapter, verse 36 down through the end of the chapter, is a prophecy of another king, another king that will come, not... Uh, 
you know, not Alexander the Great and, and these, but there is a break between verse 35 and verse 36. And, and this break deals with um, the present age and goes into the future. And let's, uh, let's just go ahead. I'll just begin reading here. Well, you see the phrase there in verse 35. We're in Daniel chapter number 11. Verse 35, um, it, it says there at the end, uh, at the end, even to the time of the end, because it is yet for a time appointed. So um, there is a break that occurs between verse 35. Now in verse 36, now it's getting into, there's a, there's a time gap. And that time gap is the present age. Uh, from that point on, from Antiochus Epiphanes to this now this new king that comes on to the stage here in verse 36. And it says, And the king shall do according to his will, and he shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god, and shall speak marvelous things against the god of gods, and shall prosper till the indignation be accomplished for that is determined shall be done neither shall he regard the god of his fathers nor the desire of women nor regard any god for he shall magnify himself above all but in his estate shall he honor the god of forces and a god whom his fathers knew not shall he honor with gold and silver and with precious stones and pleasant things thus shall he do in the most strongholds with a strange god whom he shall acknowledge and increase with glory and he shall cause them to rule over many and shall divide the land for gain let's just stop ask the lord to bless the lesson here this morning and bless his word our dear heavenly father we thank you for this opportunity as we are able to begin to study your word in this this prophecy of a, a coming king that will rule here on earth and we know that this is the Antichrist. He is anti-everything you stand for. I thank you for the prophecy and, and your written word, which, which tells us not only of things to come, but it also tells us of the wonderful plan of salvation and many other things. We thank you for your word. We pray that you would bless this time. Be with this class in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, one of the things I, I failed to mention as... Uh, with this chapter and, and you can kind of see it is Daniel is being uh, we I believe it's the angel Gabriel that is revealing these uh, things to Daniel and much of the prophecy as it's laid out of course there's the fulfilled prophecy which we just touched on and now it's getting into the future for us even uh, prophecy and as it gets further and further along you see in less and less detail. And that's really a, um, there's more detail for the prophecy that was, so, you know, uh, about to occur. Then, uh, and there's less and less as it gets further and further into time. It's, it's kind of like, I mean, that's how our sight works, right? You can see things usually. You can see things better close up. But the further things are out, you don't see all the details, and so we see that uh, principle here in 
the, um, in chapter number 11 with this prophecy with Daniel. Even the Old Testament prophets, you saw it, right? They saw major, you, um, you've seen the, the, the chart or maybe it's been described to you how Old Testament prophets, they, they saw uh, many things that were to come. Of course, the birth of Christ. And they, sometimes they say, well, that was on a, they see the mountaintops. If you're looking out into the future, you can see the mountains. You can't see the valleys. They see um, Christ's birth, his death. But notice how there's not a lot written about the early life of Jesus uh, or by the prophets. Um, but they see those major events. And so you see that uh, a little bit here in the book of Daniel. Much more uh, detail about some of the uh, kingdoms that have now come and gone. But as it gets into the Antichrist, this is even further out in the future. But what we just read here about a king that is going to come onto the scene, and this is a and this is a description of the Antichrist. So, uh, first of all, we see in verse thirty-six we saw the description that's given, and this description um, certainly agrees with other scripture. It says it's a king shall do according to his will, and one of the things about the Antichrist is he is going. His will is going to happen on earth, and uh, we see that he's going to be self-exalting. Also in verse uh, thirty-six, and he shall exalt who himself and magnify himself above every god. This is one of the 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 things that will describe, uh, or one of the characteristics of the Antichrist. Over in the book of Revelation, chapter 13 and verse number 5, speaking of the Antichrist, it says, And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. He's going to be like, he's going to be a politician. You know, most politicians, they are self-exalting. <laughs> and he is going to be the politician of all politicians. But worse, he's going to be anti-God. And also self-defined, uh, verse 36, um, we, we see, again, he's going to speak marvelous things against the God of gods. And, you know, uh, this is talking about the anti, uh, uh, or this is, what this self-defined really means is he's not going to give in or bend to, uh, to the will of anyone else. But, is, but himself. People, uh, he is going to be someone who is going to be treated like a god. People will treat him like a god. You know, there are many uh, figures out there, whether they're sports figures. Uh, when you think of golf, you can think of a few names when, they're, um, when players are at their prime. I mean, in, if you're into golfing, people worship them as if they're the golf god or basketball uh, when they're in their prime. And so this is how uh, the Antichrist is going to be. You know, over in uh, the book of Second Thessalonians, chapter number 2 and verse number 4, this is passage of scriptures talking about the Antichrist and labels him as that man of sin, the son of perdition. Perdition is another word for, for uh, torments or hell. 
He's the son of hell, the son of perdition. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 4 talks about it and says the Antichrist is going to be one who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. And so the description here in, of this king that is going to come on to the scene and execute his will, be one that self-promotes himself, be treated like a god, this is a description of the coming Antichrist. And it corresponds and agrees with other scripture in Revelation and the book of Second Thessalonians. But the other thing is, the, uh, I want us uh, to look at the, the very next verse is his identity. What you know, a lot of people, um, a lot of people like to uh, kind of speculate and think and of, well, you know, if we're living in the end times, and I believe we are, the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture. And followed by the rapture, the rapture begins a time, it's Daniel's 70th week, the time of tribulation here on earth, a seven-year period. We studied uh, the, the uh, prophecy of Daniel's 70 weeks, the 70-week prophecy just um, not too long ago. And that's the next thing to happen. And I believe the rapture could occur. It could occur today. Jesus may come into the clouds and call us up. Wouldn't that be amazing? Amen. Well, for us it would be, but for the world, for the lost, it's not going to be. So I believe we are living in the, the last days. All the signs are there. All the prophecy has, has happened for it, to, for it to be any day. The Bible says no man knows the day or the hour. But knowing that, a lot of people like to say, well, okay, if, if, uh, if the rapture could occur today and the tribulation begins, then that is when the Antichrist comes onto the scene. So he must be living. And so a lot of people like to speculate and guess who the Antichrist could be. And, you know, the Bible doesn't tell us the name of, uh, you know, what his, what his name is going to be. But there are... Uh, this verse, I believe, does give us some indication of who he will be. Verse 37, Daniel chapter number 11. The Bible says, Neither shall he regard the God of his fathers, nor the desire of women, nor regard any God, for he shall magnify himself above all. And, you know, the term, a couple terms that jump out in this verse First of all, the term God of his fathers. Now, this might suggest that the Antichrist, the God of his fathers, it may suggest that he will be Jewish. Um, after all, we talked about this. Aren't the Jews looking for their Messiah, a Jewish Messiah? Isn't that what the Jewish people are looking for? They are looking for their Messiah to come and and, uh, and the Antichrist is going to, uh, they're going to think he is that Messiah. He is going to trick them. And so perhaps the Antichrist is, uh, you know, um, going to be Jewish. And so that crosses out many people that 
some people say, well, they might be the Antichrist just because they're wicked or something. Well, understand, he's going to deceive the whole world. He's not going to come onto the scene as a wicked ruler. No, quite the opposite. He's going to come in and be very peaceful. Also, the term desire of women is an interesting one. I hadn't really thought about this until studying this chapter, but um, this could mean, um, what does the Bible say? He, he will not regard the God of his fathers, nor is he going to regard the desire of women. Now, this might mean that maybe he will be unmarried, you know, perhaps. Um, it also might mean that uh, he will be a homosexual, the desire of women. Maybe Romans chapter 1, verse 27 talks about the end times and what it's going to be like. And, and we're here. It says, likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the women burned in their lusts one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly. I'm not saying that the, uh, but, you know, the Bible does say he won't have a desi the desire of, uh, of women or maybe a desire for women. I'm, I know I'm adding, changing a word there. Or maybe he'll ignore the desire of every Jewish woman. And remember, every the desire of every Jewish woman was to bear the Messiah. And uh, that was, it, we see that in the Old Testament. Jewish women, they wanted to be part of that lineage, the one who might possibly give birth to the Messiah. And so this gives some indication of the identity, but doesn't tell us exactly who. Nonetheless, we know whoever he is, he will come onto the scene. He will rise to power at the beginning of that tribulation period. And so uh, he will be very powerful. Verse 38 tells us, but his estate shall be um, shall be honored, uh, but in his estate shall he honor the God of forces, and a God whom his fathers knew not shall he honor with gold and silver and with precious stones and precious things. And so the God of forces, you know, this God of forces is no other than Satan himself. Contrast that up with in verse number 36. Notice that who the Antichrist is going to speak marvelous things against. He's going to speak against the God of gods, verse 36. Now, where does he get his power? In verse 38, the God of forces. The Antichrist isn't going to be Satan, but he's going to get his power from Satan. Over in the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 13, and verse number 2 and verse number 4. The Bible tells us this, And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And notice this, it says, And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. Also in verse number 4 of this, that same chapter, it says, and they worshiped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war 
with him. The beast in these verses are speaking of the Antichrist. And who is it that gave the beast or the Antichrist power? The dragon. And how do we know the dragon is Satan? Well, the Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 20 and verse number 2 that uh, at the very end he laid hold of on the dragon that old serpent which is the devil and Satan and bound him a thousand years. So we know comparing scripture with scripture, the dragon is Satan. The dragon is the one that is going to be behind the Antichrist, giving him his power. We know Satan uh, is a very powerful being, very powerful, not as powerful as God, but extremely powerful. We touched on the power that uh, angels have, uh, uh, Gabriel and, and Michael uh, last week. We looked at these spirit beings and the, their ability to travel. and uh, They can't be everywhere at the same time, and neither can Satan. He's not all omnipresent like God is. God is here with us, uh, and he's, he's on the throne. Jesus is on the throne, but Satan can't do that. He can be in one place at one time, but can he get from one place to one time very fast? I, I think so. Very powerful. And, um, and then uh, the, the realm of the Antichrist is also talked about here, how he will, in verse 39, and he shall do in the most strongholds with a strange God, whom he shall acknowledge, and increase with glory, and he shall cause them to rule over many, and shall divide the land for gain. And so, some some information about the Antichrist. Uh, of course, we have more information in the book of Revelation, but here's a, a description, some indications of uh, what he will be like, his identity, where his power is going to come from. And we also know his control will be expansive. It, he will be a dic, it will be, uh, he will be a dictator. He will be a major, major world leader when he comes onto the scene. But then finally, what I uh, what I, what I want to get into here is this last uh, point. And verse forty down through really the end of the chapter, these six verses here. Uh, get into the exploits of the Antichrist. And there are three major conflicts that the, the Bible tells us that will involve the Antichrist. Okay, so three major conflicts. And in uh, verse number 40, let's look at this first conflict. So the Antichrist will come onto the scene. He will rise to power. We know where he gets his power from. His realm or dominion will uh, be very vast. Um, we've talked about how the Jews will think this man is their Messiah. He's the coming Messiah. Peace treaties and, and the Jews will fall for him. But this the end of chapter number 11 tells us there are three uh, conflicts that the Antichrist is going to be involved in. And the first 
is um, talked about here in verse number 40. The first conflict is with the kings of the south and the kings of the north. Now, the kings of the south, this is, um, you know, Egypt, possibly the Arab nations. The kings of the north here, um, Syria, possibly as far north as Russia. And so let's read here in verse number 40. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to look at what Daniel has to say, but I am going to have you turn over. I want to read more about these conflicts, these battles in the book of Revelation. And so uh, you'll want to keep your place here in Daniel, but we're going to turn over first to Revelation chapter number six. So there are three major conflicts that will involve the Antichrist. And the Bible says here in verse number 40 of Daniel 11, that at the time of the end shall the king of... So the time of the end, this is the end times. This is during the tribulation period because the Antichrist has come onto the scene. There shall uh, the king of the south push at him. At who? The Antichrist. And the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind with chariots and with horsemen and with many ships and he shall enter into the countries and shall overthrow and pass over. He shall enter also into the glorious land, and many countries shall be overthrown. But these shall escape out of the, his hand, even Eden and Moab, and of the chief of the children of Ammon. He shall stretch forth his hand, verse 42, also upon the countries and the land of Egypt shall not escape. But um, verse 43, it says, But he shall have power over the treasures of gold and of silver and over all the precious things of Egypt. And the Libyans and the Ethiopians shall be at his steps. And so, like I was saying, it, it talks about this king, the Antichrist, uh, and it talks about three different conflicts. The first conflict we see is this conflict with the kings of the south, and the kings of the north. And this seems to correspond, and we won't go back in, uh, to the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 38 and chapter 39 talks about a massive invasion that will occur. Uh, the prophet Ezekiel is prophesying about a future invasion into the, the Palestine area uh, by a great northern uh, confederacy. Uh, the land of, of Gog, which many believe is Russia. Uh, Russia, and it's prophesied in Ezekiel chapter 38 and uh, chapter 39. Now, this invasion is going to occur in the last days, uh, you know, at a time when the Jews will think they're at peace. The Antichrist has come on, and there's peace in the Middle East, finally. And, you know, no doubt, the, the timing of this first conflict is going to occur. Uh, you know, it, it, it's no coincidence. I, I, I don't believe uh, that that it will it coincide with the confirming of the covenant by that false Messiah. Remember, back in Daniel chapter number nine and verse twenty seven, we talked about this. It says. Uh, of this Daniel chapter 9 and verse 27 that the Antichrist 
it's speaking of the Antichrist here, shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and then the oblation to cease. And so this first conflict is going to happen, an attack from the kings of the south and of the north. Uh, there And notice there's references, uh, even in this passage, to... Um, to um, uh, to to Israel or to their land there, and um, in this battle, uh, many countries are going to be overthrown. Russia and and uh, or Gog, <laughs> in this instance, will be defeated. Uh, Ezekiel chapter twenty nine tells us this and uh, t- talks about how Israel is going to clean up the mess for seven months, the carnage that takes place with this first conflict. Now, it's possible that this first conflict, this battle will occur shortly after the beginning of the tribulation. Shortly after the tribulation period, uh, this battle uh, very possibly will occur. And although when you read about this, although the Lord will be the one who brings about the defeat of these kings of the north and the south. It's God who defeats them. No doubt it's the Antichrist who claims the victory. And as a result of that, Israel will hail him as a man of peace. Look at what he did. Well, let's, you know, this, let's turn over to Revelation chapter number 6. Because... This order of events, I believe, is talked about further here in Revelation chapter number 6, verse number 1. And it certainly would support this scenario. The book of Revelation chapter number 6, John, of course, writing here, seeing uh, the vision. And he says, And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals... And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And then in verse number two, John writes, And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. Now this this, this is a peaceable This really, I believe, is talking about the peaceable rise of the Antichrist. Notice how the description, he has a bow, but there are no arrows mentioned here. He's going to conquer, really come on the scene very peaceably. Verse number three, and when he had opened the second seal and I saw the second beast, come and see. God is showing John what is going to happen in the end times, this tribulation period so we see that uh, there's a a a man on a white horse coming in um conquering peaceably verse number three and he opened the second seal and i heard the second beast say come and see and there went out another horse that was red now red uh the rider of this red horse symbolizes a, a terrible conflict and power, the Bible says, was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from earth. 
and that they should kill one another, and there should be given unto him a great sword. And when he had opened the third seal this time, it says, I heard the third beast say, Come and see, and behold, and lo, a black horse. And what we're going to see here uh, about this third seal and this black horse is you're going to see the effects of war. Look at what the Bible says in verse number 5, And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the fourth beast say, Come and uh, um, uh, the fourth beast say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny, and thou hurt not the oil and the wine. And so you see sort of the effects of war. War, war ravages the economy. Uh, and you see, this is, uh, this is what's going to happen uh, in the end times. There's going to be a rise of the Antichrist peaceably, a war. Death is talked about, that red horse. You see the effects of war. Um, and then in verse number 7, And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard a voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse. This pale horse symbolizing pestilence and death says in his name that he sat on him was death and hell followed him with him and power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth and so these um these events that are talked about here in the book of revelation certainly line up at least the 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 order of them certainly line up with the book of Ezekiel, when you read that, we, I know we didn't, but in chapter 38 and 39, you see this conflict happening. And then you also see this conflict talked about. There's this battle or this conflict between the Antichrist and the kings of the south and the north. But real quickly, um, there is a second conflict that is spoken of in the book of Daniel. And verse 44, at the very end, we see, but tidings out of the east and out of the north shall trouble him. Therefore, he shall go forth with great fury to destroy and utterly to make away many. And he shall plant the tabernacle in his palace between the seas of the glorious holy mountain. And so the book of Daniel, again, not a little less detail further out. But we read about here in the book of Daniel, verse uh, 44, about a second conflict, this time not with the kings of the north and the south, but with the kings of the east. And this second conflict, uh, or kingdoms, maybe kings or, or kingdoms, um, you, over in the book of Revelation, there's another passage, chapter 16. There is going to be a huge um, conflict dealing with many of the oriental nations, the uh, perhaps uh, China, India, and others. And there it's talked about here in Revelation chapter 16, verse number 12. Now, the Bible here in the book of Revelation, actually chapter 9 tells us that the army here in this second conflict, the coming out of the kings of the east, the army 
is going to be made up of 200 million men from the east, possibly China, India. That's their, they are east, of course. But look at what is talked about here in the book of Revelation. We just read Daniel, how there are tidings out of the east that are going to trouble him. So there's going to be a conflict with the Antichrist from the east this time. And in the book of Revelation 16, verse number 12, it says, And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet, for they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and the whole world to gather them to the battle of, of that great day of God Almighty. And um, we see about this, we see talk here even in the book of Revelation of this second major conflict, this time coming from the east, possibly, you know, from uh, the nations of, of uh, out east would be, you know, most likely China and other uh, India, other countries there, allies of theirs. This great war, this second great conflict, is going to result in the death of a third of those surviving unbelievers on earth. This, this battle is going to wipe out a third of the population. Now, it doesn't surprise you when you have 200 million soldiers coming from the east to battle. But there is a final battle that is talked about, and it probably occurs right after the second one, because back in Daniel chapter number 11 and verse 45, again, it describes the Antichrist, and then it describes three conflicts. The first, we know it's recorded in Scripture, in Ezekiel and the book of Revelation, it talks about these conflicts. Same, the second conflict is with the kings of the east. This final conflict, though, is with the king of kings and lord of lords. And, and this will be the demise of the Antichrist. At this point, the Antichrist will meet his end. And this is, will be at the Battle of Armageddon when the Antichrist and his armies will be utterly defeated at the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Over in Revelation chapter 19, and um, I want to, uh, Revelation chapter 19, verse number 11. And um, this is where you read about this final battle. And I'm just going to read a few verses here because this is the, the end. This is the, uh, this is the end of the Antichrist and it's the good part. The Bible says in verse number 11, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and him that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And we go down, skip down to verse number 19. It says, And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and the armies gathered together to make war against Jesus Christ. And they are unsuccessful you see that he is utterly destroyed by 
by Christ. And the Antichrist will come to an end here. And from this point on and into eternity, Jesus will reign forever and ever. You know, these, uh, this final uh, prophecy that we're looking at here, um, chapter 10, 11, and 12, we're, we'll look at them all together, but we'll get into next week this final chapter. And um, it talks uh, about, gives some, some more information about this tribulation period probably spend a couple weeks um, on chapter number 12 because there's a lot of really good things in it. The Great Tribulation period or Daniel's 70th week we know that there's seven years left on that. One more year the fall of the Antichrist Israel gets delivered Uh, we'll get into the the resurrections there's two different resurrections that will occur and we'll talk about that and then there's the rewards and then the great kingdom that we have to look forward to and so anyway um hopefully that was um a blessing to you and helpful as we look at this this uh king that is going to come onto the stage called the antichrist but we're going to conclude at this point and then pick things up next week into this final chapter all right you're dismissed